This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Kentucky Derby winning jockey Javier Castellano joins us today. Yes, Javier Castellano. After 15 Kentucky Derby appearances, he finally savored victory last Saturday on a horse by the name of Mage. The Derby probably the highlight of a very successful career that has seen Javier win more than 5,600 races with purse earnings of over $382 million. Javier Castellano joins us here on Ponies 24-7 in a moment to relive his Derby win last week and talk about a successful career rebirth. Still with jockeys, last year Declan Carroll began riding full-time at Woodbine, a season that saw the son of former trainer David Carroll victorious in the third leg of the Canadian Triple Crown. The Breeders' Stakes on a horse by the name of Sir for Sure. Lately, Declan has been creating behind-the-scenes videos designed to attract attention to thoroughbred racing. Declan, who grew up in Kentucky, explores opportunities through these videos that he hopes will engage and enlighten a new generation of younger fans. We'll catch up with Declan Carroll on today's show. The 2023 Thoroughbred season is in full swing. That means it's time for our first visit with Woodbine Oddsmaker and head clocker Ernie Perry. He will talk about the opening weeks of the season and look to the future as Woodbine goes deeper into its Thoroughbred racing season. Ernie will also don his clocker's hat and speak about some of his workout specials on this weekend's Woodbine Racing Cards. And finally, he's back. My incredible co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go into some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new feature on the show called In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer, and let me introduce you to my co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news. Hi, Larry. Hello there. Hello there. So, Kentucky Derby, everybody's still talking about it. Well, there was over 150,000 people at Churchill Downs, which uh, was pretty close to a, a record crowd. And, uh, yeah, there were some nice prices on the... Uh, on the tote board, and uh, I just wish that I had bet the right horse. <laughs> As so, do I. I didn't. Yeah. I went elsewhere for yeah. that bet. So what are the odds that Mage would win? Well, it, it, it's funny, you know, because I, I look at some of, like, the futures odds, like, you know, and the, we've talked about the future bets and, you know, with the Vegas odds and, and that, and, and it was funny, but... Uh, uh, they right after the the race, uh, uh, one of the uh, local uh, social media companies put out basically a press release, and they they showed all the odds from places like Caesars and Westgate, and and uh, you know this this is what the, they were like at probably you know the end of March, and like at uh, Westgate at the end of March, the Westgate uh, Casino in Vegas, the odds on Mage was. Uh, 60 to 1. Wow. Right? And, uh, you know, and then you had, uh, uh, it dropped down a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's just amazing that you could have got 60 to 1 on this yeah. horse. But he was very lightly raced at that time. But so at race you gotta, time. Well, you got to keep an eye. And, and that's yeah. what it is. It's a gamble. And that's yeah. why people play, the, like, even the future bets on, on uh, you know, when you go, you can go online and you can bet the future odds. And you're you're betting a horse in... February to be racing the first Saturday in May, and and you hope you picked one, and I did uh, a couple of years ago. I was lucky enough to pick the winner, and and that. But uh, you know, it just keeps you in the game, keeps you in the game. But uh, another thing is that I found out after the fact, and I wish I had read it in in Friday's racing forum <laughs> last week. And the Derby was Saturday. They had a an article by a good handicapper, Brad Free, out of uh, California, who I read all his stuff, and he's a tremendous handicapper. Uh, and when you're playing Santa Anita, you should pay attention because he really knows the game there. But he put an article out saying buy, buyer figures say two fills shouldn't be overlooked. And mm, We what, know what happened on Derby Day. Yes, and, and <laughs> what it is is the horse that has the highest last start buyer prior to coming into the Derby has basically been in the money quite a bit and at big odds. And look what happened. Two fills almost had the race won. And finish second at, at big odds. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of wish I had read that article on Friday's form when I bought the paper rather than reading it on Monday after the race. <laughs> so, when is the best? Your advice to when is it best to look at the odds? Um, well, I think you know something like this is 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 kind of like a one-off. But uh, I think you got to pay attention to the odds board, and and you know, there's there's smart money that you see go in, and if you see a horse that's uh, Twenty to one in the in the morning line, and then the, the odds change, and the horse has dropped eight to one or something, and uh, you know might see it go back up to ten, and then you see it drop down to five. Well, that's something you should pay attention because that's some smart money going in. And that's in case you missed it on Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the radio magazine. Okay, everyone, listen to this. Remember back to a week ago today. And it is going to be Mage to win the Kentucky Derby. And that it was two fills, eight 
Legion of Empire in a photo. Disarm was fourth. Mage has done it in 201.57 seconds under Javier Castellano. And guess what? Javier Castellano joins us now on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Hello, Javier. Congratulations. What went through your mind when you realized that you had won? Well, that's a special moment. I'm thankful, and thank God they give me opportunity to win the biggest race in the world. And just crazy about everything going through your mouth. And that moment, the adrenaline is still running. And as soon as it passed away, you feel like I did it. I did it, and I'm being truly happy the way he did. You pumped your arms about a dozen times after you crossed the finish line. It was incredible. I'm surprised that you managed to stay on the horse. You were pumping so hard and so excited. Really, really excited because this is the race we all we want to win. That's the race I've been waiting for a long, long time. I'm being riding for more than 25 years. And thank God, give me opportunities to ride the high level in my career. I've been doing that in my career in these races. And win four times Clisa World, all of fan riders, win almost 6,000 races. It's something you miss, you know, and you, and you achieve me is the Kentucky Derby. This is the biggest race we always want to win. What was it that uh, you liked about the horse so much that you wanted to uh, to ride him in the Derby? Well, it's kind of a combination. You know, the jockey did last time. He couldn't ride a horse. He had the commitment to ride somebody else. And I and he came up and, you know, the horse. And I'm able to, to jump in the horse. I was open to as well. And it was a combination, and especially, you know, the training from Venezuela as well. I'm from Venezuela, and it's a little beautiful story because I know the trainer when I was a little kid. My father rode horses for him. Now the second generation and myself are riding now horses for him. Win the Kentucky Derby, the dream come true. You know, is to come to the United States to open the door for people, the immigrants to different countries. And to ride the level where I am and to win the Kentucky Derby is is American dream. Javier, Mage was a pretty lightly raced horse. What was it that clicked between you and Mage at the Kentucky Derby? I don't know. It could be the passion, you know. It's a good horse and he started developing himself. And we have a great combination. able to roll only one time. Second start his career. Only run four times so far with the Kentucky Derby. His second time I rode a horse in one run a major race, the finished four in the front of you. That's his second start career and he started developing himself. And I don't know, it's, it's a gap to give it to you. It's a combination, you know, the horse, Mage, and myself, we put it together, I rode with a lot of confidence in the Kentucky Derby. When did you actually know that you had the Derby won? Was it uh, top of the stretch, halfway down the stretch, or when you actually went by the <laughs> two Phil's horse? <laughs> well, you know, I think I feel like ton of a horn, like riding the court up when I step up that horse outside and let him roll, and let him, little by little, let him, the horse get the rhythm and try to finish, go to the top of the horse, of course, I got two lanes from to fulfill 
a really nice horse as well. And I knew I'm going to win the race because I didn't test the horse. I didn't push it back to yes. I know when every time I ask it, the horse is going to respond. It. And he did it. He responded mm-hmm. so well. He went through. And Javier, what does this win, this Kentucky Derby win on Mage, what does this mean to your friends and family and fans in Venezuela, but also to some of the part owners of Mage? It's, it's, it means a lot to every single one, you know, because that's for myself. And it's, it's amazing. I've been waiting for this for a long, long time. And so I made it. For my family, my kids, my wife, my kids, they grow up, they more understand the game now. It's the biggest satisfaction for my kids. My kids, they have, I got three kids, 17, 14, 18, 10-year-old. Now they're going to school. They understand more. Everybody congratulates the principal, the Teacher, everybody, they come back to school with beautiful smile on their face, and they're so happy to see the father being successful and win the biggest race in the country. I think it's not pricely to be the way those kids grow up in Sarapaisi, you know, especially all the team effort, you know, the training, the owners, and because not only one owner, this couple owners, they're able to share. The beautiful moments to 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 win the bigger races and our sport. I think it's amazing. It's a good feeling for Gustavo family. His song is just a decent training. He exercises a rider. He rode horses for the training way back a long time. It's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful story. All Venezuela people, my country, as in bigger race in the country, the happy before, and we still celebrate the bigger race in the country. It was Canonero 2, 1971, when the same thing happened. Venezuela group, he came to Venezuela, he rode in the Kentucky Derby, he won the bigger race in the world. I think it's just amazing. It's a beautiful story, and we able to, everybody, think I enjoy the ride, enjoy those beautiful moments. It's a dream come true, but now what's next? Like anything else, you got it now. It's the biggest challenge now. You got to focus and look for the second triple crown. It's in the, the pregnant. It's going to be in two weeks, the next Saturday, Saturday 20 this month. And thank God, keep it in your crew, everything going in the right direction. And I've been contact with the trainer and the assistant trainer they keep me informed about the horse and and the horse he, he come out good in good order after the race. He doing really well. He galloping. He he do the exercises and he doing and it's in in great form, in great shape to to go to the second trip account. And of course a race that would make a lot of sense if he does well in in the Preakness, and is a race that's very close to your heart is the Belmont, right? Tell us why the Belmont's so special. It's so special because they call the, the test for the true champion. I think he can do it. He got so much talent to the horse, and he's a young horse. He starts developing himself, and I think that we have a lot of potential, and the horse is doing really well. Let's Step by step, let's see how it goes next Saturday. Looking forward for the Belmont State too as well. 
And of course, the Belmont is your home track, right? Talk about that. Well, it's a, it's a beautiful feeling, you know, when you and you own, you know, on track, and you've been I've been right here for almost twenty years since two thousand one, more than twenty years. I mean, I fall in love, but that's when my kids grew up, my family, and I've been very successful in this track for many, many years. And hopefully, this is the, the race I'm being targeted as well, too. And hopefully, I can be able to, to get it done, too. So I just want to reconfirm, you will be riding Mage in the Preakness. Yes, according to the training, yes. Excellent. And what will you and Mage be doing between now and then? What kind of of work do you do with a horse like Mage to prepare him for the Preakness? Basically, I'm the pilot. I sit down here. Whatever they tell me what to do, I do. Mm -hmm. I wait for the training. He's in charge. Whatever the order he says, I'm going to do it. Okay. So... What kind of uh, potential do you think Mage has, uh, Javier? Like, is there, there's obviously not any distance limitations with his breeding and that, right? You talked about the Belmont. He should be able to handle a mile and a half. So he's going to be a pretty handy horse, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Let's see how he goes the training first. And if we take a to that, I'm going to say we can have another interview, guys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We would love that. Yeah. The triple crown winner. <laughs> With even better. <laughs> Javier, how would you describe Mage's style? Uh, come from behind, typically, uh, a slow starter, a fast starter. How do you define Mage's style? Well, the biggest skill for the horse is to come from a high horse. It's, it's, it's a beautiful horse. Everything he does is so... So kind, nice, small, very smart horse. Everything he does, he developing himself, and very intelligent horse. It seems to me that the horses come from behind horse. That's the, the biggest style, the best the skill he has is come from behind horse. Talk about yourself, though. Like, how do you prepare for a race like the Derby and now the the Preakness and that? What how was your day prior to the race? Like, what did you do prior to winning the Kentucky Derby that day? Well, like uh, every single day, I don't want to change the routine. I've been there for maybe 25 years and try to be dedicated myself and I try to do the, every single thing. Like, every day, you know, like every day, I don't want to change anything. You know, I've been dedicated my life and work a horses in the morning, be prepared mentally, handicap the races, go to the race in the afternoon, and to do, do 100%, do the best for the best in the afternoon when it's time to perform. And I like to do the, the, the best, my skills, and try to find the horse, the right horse to ride the race and try to win the race. And I didn't change anything. That's exactly what I did in the Kentucky Derby. I guess final question for you, Javier, because I know you're busy uh, today riding. Uh, you've ridden a lot of great horses in, in your time in that. Um, how does Mage uh, compare to some of the better horses that you've ridden? 
It's a special horse, man. You can prove himself. You know, you can see the one they can talk to there. Very impressed. Yeah. And let's see. We don't know how far he can go. We don't know how far he could be. And the sky's the limit. Just to keep the finger crossed and pray every single day. God, he bless us. He protects us. The whole myself and all the all the riding the horses and and the races. We see how it goes, you know. It's a beautiful sport, and, and you have to be dedicated yourself, and you have to be positive every single day. Anything can change every day. The horse, the animal, and the athlete, and they're on all day. And just to pray for me, I hope I can win the Super Cup. <laughs> Javier Castellano, Kentucky Derby winning jockey. We are so proud of you and so happy that you joined us on Ponies 24-7. We will speak again when you win the Preakness. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward for the second interview, guys. Yeah, so are we. (laughs) We are, too. Thank you so much, Javier. Thanks, Javier. When we come back, Woodbine jockey Declan Carroll joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to their Pineview dealership to view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today, as the Hyundai Advantage sales event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Soon to be friend of the show, Declan Carroll joins us right now. Now, he is a well-respected top-shelf jockey. He's also getting quite the reputation as a pretty handy thoroughbred videographer. He's been working on video content designed to attract new people to the sport and enlighten a, a young generation of racing fans. Declan, great to have you with us. How are you today? 
I'm doing very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I think you're too nice there uh, to me, but uh, I really appreciate the kind words. <laughs> you're humble. You're sweet. <laughs> so where did the whole idea of these videos uh, come from? And, and, and what are they? What, what's the, the subject and the content matter of them? So it first came to my idea of wanting to do these about six months ago. But obviously, I was pondering over if I really wanted to do it and uh, put myself out there. But I think uh, YouTube, you know, where these videos are being posted, uh, is very popular. Um, I think many people uh, watch YouTube videos and kind of go there for their source of TV nowadays. I've always been uh, big into, obviously, what I do, horse racing and when I was younger, all I would want to search on YouTube would be jockey interviews, um, anything about horse racing. It was becoming very limited, so I wanted to be able to produce that for everybody. So what makes your videos different from the others that you've seen? I would say, I, you know, I'm going more in-depth with some of them. I'm uh, being a lot more personal. Um, I, you know, posted a video yesterday um, on Friday and I was talking a lot about mental health and, um, going over questions, which, um, you know, you wouldn't see, I don't think there's many videos of jockeys doing that, uh, so far talking about much about it. Um, just because you have to become very vulnerable and, um, it's a, you know, it can be tough, tough to put yourself in that position when you know other people on the track will see it. And, and you're, actually champion the cause to try to attract uh, a younger generation to, to horse racing through these videos, correct? Yes. Um, I think it's, you know, for the younger generation, for anybody that's um, new to racing, and then, of course, gaining new fans uh, through the videos if I can. Um, because it obviously, I'll, I'll, I'm going to show a lot of the good things, but um, I also want to, you know, the more serious topics I think are important. Uh, so um, hopefully I can express that in a uh, a good, um, you know, kind of good learning way, uh, not be so depressing about it because I think <laughs> I don't want people to get the wrong idea. So you're taking people along for the ride, essentially, with your videos. Uh, and do, do you also delve into what people do, what jockeys do, what people involved in horse racing do in the industry in their spare time, in their fun me time? Yes, um, I think it's uh, important to, you know, if I just did it on the racing side of things and everyone's side of, you know, what we do up the track, um, I think it would kind of just get a bit boring and repetitive. So I'm hoping to show a bit of what I like to do outside of uh, the track, uh, such as, you know, I, we all have our things. I love to play golf. Um, I love to go uh, travel, go hiking going to the gym. So hopefully I can show a lot more of that as well. And what's the reception been like to the videos, Declan? So far, it's been fabulous. Uh, I've been getting a lot of support, a lot of messages. Um, I had a couple people text me today asking me, uh, you know, if I could do some things uh, for them as well. You know, for myself, it's been a big hit so far. Even, um, you know, I thought I would have maybe a couple people may be interested, but uh, to see a lot of people get behind it and show me the support, it makes uh, things a lot more comfortable for myself and willing to do it.
You want to bring more people into the world of horse racing, and in particular, the world of a jockey. What drew you to being a jockey? I know that horse racing is in your blood. It's a family business. But what in particular drew you to being a jockey? Growing up around it and getting on horses uh, since I was around three years old, um, I just always fell in love with it. And then with my father being a trainer, um, I spent most of my days in the jocks room. So being surrounded by some of the greatest uh, jockeys to be in the game kind of drove me to be saying I want to be like them or I want to um, be kind of do what they do, essentially. And uh, just the love for the horse and obviously the adrenaline is a huge uh, rush. But um, no, it's just something I've, you know, when you're surrounded by horses and you see the, the highs and, of course, the lows, um, it's something I could never get past not doing. Uh, I, my parents always tried to get me into other sports just so I could try, but <laughs> I always turned back to the horses. <laughs> yeah, And I guess you've had a, a pretty successful career so far, and I guess the biggest highlight as a jockey was winning the Breeders' Stakes at uh, Woodbine last year, right? Yes, um, uh, Breeders' Stakes was, has been my biggest win so far. Uh, to win a Canadian Classic in my first season at Woodbine was uh, very special. Um, to win it for Mark Cassie and uh, Heisey Sport, who have been big supporters of mine since I've gotten to Woodbine, um, and especially for uh, Mark Cassie. He, he's, he gave me my first ride. Um, he's given me a lot of winners through the years I've been riding. So it was a very special win and, uh, hopefully we can, uh, add another bigger winner, uh, to our name, uh, here at Woodbine this season. And I understand that your dad, David Carroll is working with or for Mark Cassie. Yes. He's an assistant, um, for Mark in Kentucky. He's been with Mark for about, uh, seven, eight years now. Um, so become, um, it's, you know, Mark is, uh, he's very welcoming and he, he's getting during when COVID first hit and kind of all the tracks shut down. Uh, he gave myself a place to live on his farm and work for him, uh, to keep me going. So, uh, always very thankful for that. Yeah. Mark is a very good friend of the show. He's been, he's been on here. He's almost like a co-host, you could say, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, uh he, I talk about uh, this year, like you're you're short into the uh, into the season at at Woodbine right now. But uh, what are your major goals for this year? Uh, you know, going into the season, I'm not someone who sets uh, certain goals. Um, you know, obviously, you always try to do better than the year before. So, in whatever way I can do that, um, hopefully, I can achieve that. Uh, I, you know, for getting you know getting those i had a few stakes wins last year at woodbine so you know it's always hard to top those it's always hard to find those horses um a couple of those horses are you know they're gone now or they're in a you know they could be in kentucky and i won't get them back so it's always searching for that new big horse and i'm um, hopefully i can just do that and um i would love just to top my season last year and um um, I think I have a good team behind me to do that this year. Can you walk us through the Breeders' Stakes victory last year? If you can, you know, what went right on that day? Um, you know, I was, fortunately, I had a, uh, I had a winner before on the card, and that kind of, you know, gives you a big boost in confidence. Uh, when you have a winner, you know, on the card, early on the card, sets you up for a good day. Um, all my horses that day were running very well. 
um, coming to the Breeders' Stakes, you know, um, I kind of broke with the intention to be a bit more forward. Uh, that didn't happen. I was, uh, in the first turn, I was being pushed a bit wide. And obviously when you're, you know, running that sort of distance on the turf, it's all about saving ground. Um, luckily he was very kind with me and allowed me to just kind of drift back and sit with the other Cassie pair and that race, um, you know, he's bred for the turf. He's bred to go the route of ground. And, uh, once the time to, you know, turning for home, I knew I had a lot of horse underneath me. And, um, I think it was just a matter if, uh, I was going to beat the other Cassie horse on the inside of me. Cause <laughs> I knew he had a, a bunch of horse left underneath him. But, uh, luckily we, um, were able to get a nice clear trip on the outside and, uh, he was able to finish up well, and we came away with the win. You uh, mentioned earlier that uh, your father, obviously, being in the business and that uh, played a big influence on you becoming a jockey and that. Was there maybe a, another jockey, too, that helped influence uh, this decision and maybe was kind of like a, a mentor, you could say, to yourself? Um, so my cousin, uh, Gary Carroll, he's a jockey in Ireland. Um, and then he's a second jockey, uh, for a, uh, top trainer over there named Jer Lyons. Uh, so Gary was always a very big influence on me. And, um, when you watch your family, um, who, and I have other family members, uh, that were jockeys kind of watching them growing up and seeing, um, them every day ride, it kind of, they, always giving me pointers and um always you know you kind of be like i want to be like them and uh, they were always there to help me at any time but uh in the united states i uh, say joel rosario um he's a you know obviously a big time rider uh, he took he kind of took me in when i went to new york as an apprentice and from anything from financial advice to riding uh to just kind of being there when i needed him um so I would have to say he was a very big influence on me. Last year, you began riding full-time at Woodbine. What has that meant to your career? And are you soaking in the atmosphere? Yes. You know, coming to Woodbine, a new country, is obviously very different. Uh, no matter, you know, it's it's closer uh, to home than it, my winter base is. My winter base is in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. But uh you know, you're in a different country, so it's a, you know, everything's a bit different. So that took a big adjustment. Um, but now we're much more comfortable. We're accustomed to everything. Uh, Woodbine in itself is a, you know, beautiful track. Um, as many people know, it's, it has new, newly updated facilities now. Um, you have two turf courses, a synthetic. Uh, so it, it's been a huge, for my career, being the, uh, last year was my best year so far. Um, I would have to say so far it's been great to myself, and, um, you know, it's like a second home to me now. Was it a difficult decision, though, to Clint, to uh, move, you know, from the U.S. and come up here to ride? It was, um, you know, it was brought to my attention, actually, in uh, about three years ago on my first after when I rode my first race here for Mr. Cassie, um, he kind of, you know, he, he put in my mind, uh, you know, would you go to Woodbine? Would you think give it a chance? Um, you know, he's had jockeys come up here before that really liked it. And, you know, I kind of daunted with it for a little bit. And I was, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to leave home, you know, 
States, you leave your friends, you leave your family. Um, but as the like, kind of a couple of years went on, uh, I really, uh, you know, I had to do what was best for my career at the time. I needed to kind of go somewhere new, um, a new face, uh, per se. And I, I saw it as would mine as the newest and biggest opportunity for myself, uh, to where I would get the opportunities. And about a couple, two years ago, I said, okay, um, we'll, you know, go to Woodbine. We'll t- and so we went through the process with the visa, um, which uh, it t- took me about a year and a half to get. And that's why last year was my first season here. Um, but I have no regrets on coming here and um, I'm loving every moment of it so far. Well, we're loving having you on the show. I have to say, Woodbine jockey Declan Carroll, last year's Breeders' Stakes winner, and the best is yet to come. I uh, hope you're right about that. Um, <laughs> but we just go day by day, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll find the next big horse. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. After the break, when we come back, Woodbine's Ernie Perry joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live harness racing continues at the Meadowlands every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Meadowlands Championship Meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 15th. And on Saturday, August 5th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the big games exciting harness racing through your HPI Bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands racing experience. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Woodbine oddsmaker and head clocker Ernie Perry joins us right now, and with the Woodbine Thoroughbred racing season in full swing, who better than Ernie to talk about the 2023 racing season it's so exciting to have you here. We are you are our permanent friend of the show, Ernie. Thank you so much, and it's great to be here. And uh, things are starting to pick up at Woodbine. Uh, the weather's getting better, and the cards are getting bigger. So, look forward to uh, a fantastic summer coming up. Well, let's get right into it, Ernie. Uh, you've talked the twenty twenty three seasons in full gear. Uh, from a handicapping standpoint, when the season is still relatively young like this, uh, how important are workouts, do you think, to a form of handicapping? Yeah, so absolutely, Larry. The reason they're important is horses are coming off the farm, so they're coming from a winter break. There's some horses coming from Florida or different tracks that have run um, all winter. So, you know, they might have a little bit of an edge, but uh, horses that have been working from March till now are, are catching up, so... Yeah, it's very important, and uh, 
I like to specialize in first-time starters. That's where I can get a lot of good information. Uh, horses that have run before obviously working well also, but uh, first-time sp- starters are my specialty. Ernie, do you have a system by which you, you assess, uh, you look at a workout, you look at a horse? It, it, how do? What's your system? Where do you go? Where do you look from? What do you do? You're right, Anne. If, if the natural eye just looked at works, nine out of ten of them just look the same. So it's tough. Um, you know, I tend to look at who horses work with. That is my biggest uh, uh, key that I have. And, and being a clocker, we get to see that in the morning. You don't get to see that in the program when you read workouts. You don't know who the horse had worked with. Uh, gate works are very important because there's a number of different trainers. There, there could be three, four horses go to the gate all different class levels, so you can get a lot of good information from those gateworks. How much emphasis do you put on five furlong workouts? Well, that's when I start, um, you know, a quarter and three-eighths are just getting ready. When they work a half is when I start really looking at them, but uh, five-eighths is uh, the ultimate workout that I, I, I base a decision on. And why? What do you see and how can you assess when you're talking about that length? A lot of horses can go quick very uh, early for a short period of time, so you just want to see what type of stamina is there at five furlongs and how they finish after the five furlongs is very important. Some might work five furlongs, but uh, they can run out three quarters or seven eighths, and um, it's a very key tell for, for workouts. And I was always taught actually by a trainer that with a five furlong work, and you're right, you can put stamina in the horse and you can also put a little bit of speed in it, right? Absolutely. So a lot of them do go quick early and, uh, you know, tail off to work. They have that. And, you know, you see horses working 102 and 103 and win. So, you know, you have to have an eye to catch what they're trying to do and what the stable does on a regular basis. So stamina, speed, what about a horse's ability to concentrate? Well, that's uh, obviously a very key, especially now with two-year-olds. You know, horses start running at two, so maturity is a key. And and you see it every day when they come out and they gallop. You can tell who the two-year-olds are. They're just starting to sort things out. So when you see a two-year-old work with an older horse and the horse is just calm, uh, that's a great sign. Okay, and I guess getting away from workouts, but you're also a handicapper as well. Um, when you're handicapping, how important are jockey, trainer, and equipment changes? Would you would you favor one more than the other, or are they, all three of them important? Well, the, the ultimate equipment change, as people say, is the FTG, which is a first-time gelding. And for you know people listening today, that means that the horse uh, is no longer a colt. So... And the reason they do that is to calm the horse down. Maybe the horse was too rambunctious acting up. So when they gel the horse, um, that's quite the change there. As for blinkers um, and and things like that, I don't put too much uh, uh, into that. But obviously trainers have their go-to riders. Um, They have their regular riders. And then, uh, for example, like Catherine Day Phillips put Kamura on a horse today. And uh, that's a change for her. So Kamura... Most likely is our, our best rider here, and that's a big noticeable change, so you have to look at that. And how do you keep track of everything? So we are talking about jockeys and trainers and equipment changes, and, and we're talking about a lot of horses. How do you keep track of everything? I just take a lot of hand notes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we're, I'm here six days a week. 
uh, from 6 till 10.30. I do a lot of clocking then, and then I, I, I put the worksheets together, put them out, and I'm in the race office. So I see a lot of trainers, talk to a lot of trainers, make a lot of notes. Um, and like I said, two-year-olds are, at this time of year, are the, probably the most uh, tougher to get a read on, but uh, they're the ones that you're going to make some good bets on and you can make some good money on. I, I want to get back into the handicapping, especially at Woodbine, and, and get you to put your handicapping hat on in, in a little bit for uh, today's card. But you mentioned about uh, Kamura, and Kamura happened to ride in the Kentucky Derby last week on Mandan- Mandarin Hero. Um, what was your opinion of the Derby and, and uh, the winner, and uh, you know, how do you think that uh, uh, Mage will uh, race in the, uh, the Preakness and, and that going forward? So, you know, you, you hang around the track and you hear a lot of talk. There's some sharp people there and some sharp gamblers. And I heard a few people say that Mage wouldn't lose again to uh, Forte. Now, unfortunately, Forte was scratched, so we don't know what the outcome would have been. But, you know, there was obviously some people there um, mentioning that horse to me. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things you look at. For example, horses that never ran at two are one for 70, let's say, in the Derby. So, if you start to get into those analytics, then obviously that costs you a bet. But um, I thought the horse ran great, and I think the horse is going to be a force coming up in the Preakness. And we just uh, a few moments ago spoke with Javier Castellano, the jockey, and he is riding uh, Mage in the Preakness. As a fan, what do they need to do in order to continue this run? Yeah, and that's the whole thing about the sport is, um, and you can see the Kentucky Derby with the numbers um, and fans that it achieves. Um, you know, a, a triple crown winner would be fantastic for the sport. We haven't had one in so long, so um, he's got a chance. Again, Forte is quite the nice horse that you know is not running the race, so Madge has a chance to go on here and then go on to the Belmont. Okay. Well, I think you know before we put you to work, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about your other role at Woodbine as the uh, morning line odds maker. Maybe we've had a lot of new listeners uh, since you came on last. Talk a little bit about your role as the odds maker and what exactly is the morning line and is that something, a significant angle as far as uh, betting a horse, if you look at the morning line and what the horse is actually going off at? Yeah, so we take entries for races 72 hours before the race and uh, I've been assigned to put odds on each race, each horse in a race. And the goal for that is not picking winners as much as what I believe the odds will be after the race. So if you take example today, race four, I made a horse 10 to one, Mr. Marshall, rapid test three to one. I fully expect those horses to be those odds at the end of the race. So what this does is gives gamblers a guideline, um, especially if they're betting uh, vertical tickets, or horizontal tickets, uh, pick fives, pick fours. You know, they might look at a horse 20 to 1, and they might throw them out. But that being said, as soon as the window's open, my odds are almost irrelevant uh, because they change with the parimutuel system. As soon as $2 is bet on one horse, that means one horse has to go down in odds, another one has to go up. So, yes, take an eye if I make a horse 8 to 1 and there's significant betting on the horse. Well, that horse looks like it might be live. Ernie, has technology enhanced what you do, or has it really been uh, something that's getting in the way? 
Yeah, I do use a, a system, a mathematical system, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to look at combinations, obviously jockeys, trainers, uh, certain combinations just take a lot of money regardless of what type of form a horse is in. So, you know, I have to be on the ground and, 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 and be around and, and see what people are talking about, what people are betting. But uh, there is a mathematical formula that I use for the odds. But, again, most of it is just um, straight old-fashioned handicapping. Okay, well, talking about that type of handicapping, uh, put your hat on now. Uh, you, you mentioned there's a good card at uh, Woodbine today. Well, give us some winners, Ernie. So, you know, I, I put out a clock report in the program, and, and I feature two, usually two horses on the card. But there are two races today that there's multiple horses that I could have featured in each race. But we'll go to the fourth race, Rapid Test. I've landed on Catherine Day Phillips, uh, Kimura. She has a, a great percentage with first-time starters. The barn is hot. But you can also use Silent Reserve. Um, and Chairman Rainbow in the race. So it's a spreadable race, but I've landed on Rapid Test. And how did you land on Rapid Test? Uh, just the work, um, the, the company that the horse has been keeping in the in the morning. Um, uh, half work, last one, a couple of five-eighths. So I think there's a nice base there. A um, couple more on the training track, which is, you know, it's a dirt track, but it's more of a, you know, less horses there, so it's a common track. But I just landed on Catherine Day, Kimura, good percentage, first time out, and the barn is doing well early in the meet. You you mentioned earlier about Catherine Day Phillips not using a jockey like Kimura that much. Uh, that's a significant jockey change, right? And is, uh, is that something that you look at quite a bit, these jockey changes, trainers that don't use a certain person, and then now all of a sudden they are? Is this something that you uh, kind of keep tabs on? I do. So, you know, I like Silent Reserve in this race uh, quite a bit. That horse is working unbelievable. But you can see Kimura rolled that horse uh, last year in a tough field, but now jumps to Catherine Day. So I'll look at that as a bit of a tell that, you know, maybe the agent and and rider decided that this one might be better at this time. So we'll try that angle. Can we cast your eye well forward to August 20th? Any early inklings when it comes to the King's Plate? Yes, uh, Stanley House ra- raced last week for uh, Mike, uh, for Ross Armada Jr. Um, he won in Florida earlier. He broke his maiden there. He came back to run against a tough, tough field of older horses as a three-year-old. Um, so Stanley House is sticking out to me right now. Uh, I fully expect uh, a wide open field and a big field. But um, if I had to pick one that's, um, you know, a bit out front and, and a bit more seasoned right now, it would be Stanley House. Okay, before we let you go, Ernie, a uh, question for you. You've been in this business uh, a while. Uh, what horse was it that attracted you to, to the sport of uh, horse racing? That would be Dan Smartly, most likely, uh, Samson Farm, putting Canada on the map, uh, winning the Breeders' Cup. She won the Canadian Triple Crown, and then she won the Breeders' Cup Distaff. Um, that would be my favorite horse of all time. I love that you have your answers right at your fingertips. <laughs> well done. <laughs> 
Clocker and, and Clocker and Odds Maker and all around cool guy Ernie Perry. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Okay, thanks, Anne and Larry. We'll talk to you again. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course some other racing at several North American tracks. So make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to their Pineview dealership to view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today, as the Hyundai Advantage sales event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Lucky Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. You ready? I am ready. Set? Go. Good. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Woodbine has a nine race card today, including the running of the grade three whimsical stakes. But race seven is a five and a half furlong optional $32,000 claimer for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up for a purse of $111,000. Eight horses have been entered, including number four, Cavalla, who was last seen racing at Woodbine on April 29th in the Starshoot Stakes, where she finished third, beating three quarters of a length. That was Cavalla's first start since February 18th, where she won an optional $35,000 claimer at Gulfstream, and this was for friend of the show, Bill Tyrannis. Cavalla looks like a great claim for Bill, as he was able to grab this filly in her first lifetime start, also at Gulfstream, uh, for $16,000 claiming tag. She looks like a great claim, has trained well leading up to the Starshoot Stakes, and looks to have a great edge over some of the field here today. So Woodbine, race seven, number four, Cavalla. 
Santa Anita has a nine race card today. Race one is six furlongs on the turf, four-year-olds and up, $25,000 allowance, purse of $40,000. To me, this race goes through number five, Natural Power. This is a compact field of six. Natural Power appeared at Santa Anita on April 9th for the first time after having been a regular entrant on the Kentucky circuit for the past couple of years. Last time at five and a half furlongs, Natural Power raced against the race flow in a race that saw the two front runners basically dominate. And that was actually uh, Natural Power's first start on the Santa Anita turf, which sometimes can be a tricky surface for a new horse. Also in Natural Power's case, he came into that last start off a one mile and 16th turf race at Turf Paradise in Arizona. So he could appreciate going from five and a half to six furlongs today. Trainer Vladimir Sarin has worked Natural Power three times since that April 9th race with a bullet four furlongs on May 8th and two back-to-back five furlong works on May 1st and April 24th. There also looks to be some speed in today's race for Natural Power to run at. So Santa Anita, race one, number five, Natural Power. Woodbine Mohawk Park has a 11 race card as they continue to celebrate 60 years of harness racing. Race 10 is a one-mile pace for a purse of $19,000, claiming price of $35,000. Eight horses have been entered, and number five, Dragon Energy, is one of two claimed out of their last start by trainer Richard Moreau. Dragon Energy has actually finished second his last two starts to the the legend Hanover, who, guess what, draws in again tonight and starts from the two-hole. So why take a horse that has finished second twice in a row to a horse that draws inside again tonight and has defeated him twice in a row? Well, it all comes down to the Moreau factor. He's the leading trainer, makes a good living claiming horses, and tonight we see one of his go-to drivers, Sylvain Filion, take over the reins. Plus, it's not, not like Dragon Energy didn't race well against the legend Hanover. Two starts back, he was actual favorite over the legend Hanover and finished second. And then last week, he sat a two-hole trip and got beat a half length. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 10, number five, Dragon Energy. And finally, we go to the Meadowlands. They have 14 races on the slate tonight, and that includes several New Jersey sire stakes. Race 10, though, is a one-mile pace for a purse of $23,000. Since shipping to the Meadowlands from Philadelphia on April 8th, number six, Stonebridge Reef, has been a picture of consistency with five seconds in a row, then a win last week in 150-1 with a last quarter in 26-4. and four. Stonebridge Reef is actually a nose, a neck, and another neck away from winning four races in a row. He's up a class tonight, loses Dexter Dunn, but does pick up the more-than-capable Yannick Gingra, and he should be able to carve out another good trip tonight. What makes Stonebridge uh, Reef so consistent is the fact that this is a horse that can leave the gate well and can get some early position and then strike late. Last week, in fact, he was a two-move horse where he left early, sat a two-hole trip, then removed in the stretch for a half, one-and-a-half-length victory. So the Meadowlands race 10, number 6, Stonebridge Reef. Oh, my gosh, Larry, such hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and gut instinct as well. Well done, my friend. Thank you. And a big shout-out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark, goodbye, and thank you to all of you listening to this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We appreciate it. And just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, and a new one was recently released, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget 
at about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, and please donate to the cause. And stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. Thanks for listening, and happy Mother's Day on Sunday. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.